Pulp MX Network production. Thanks for all the support, Pulp MX fans. The Pulp MX app is now available for both iPhone and Android-based phones. For all your moto needs, shop at btosports.com and use the current discount code PULPMX. And don't forget to click the Amazon banner on PULPMX.com when purchasing anything from Amazon. It's the Steve Mathis Show, brought to you by RacerX, presented by BTOSports.com and ThorMX. The original Moto Podcast, featuring legends of the past, stars of today, season previews and race reviews, introspection, opinion, facts, and laughs. Here's your host, Steve Mathis. Welcome to the BTOsports.com RacerX Wrap-Up Las Vegas Supercross, presented by our friends at Thor MX. Thor MX, the gear of choice, the Martin Davalos, Tyler Rattray, and many others. Uh, thank you, everybody, for listening. Las Vegas uh, Supercross has come and gone, and the 17-race Monster Energy Supercross Series is wrapped up, and you might hear it in our voices. It was an extremely, extremely early morning. Uh, but here we are doing it the day after. Uh, thank you again, and... Um, my name is Steve Mathis. With me, as usual, is uh, uh, Jason Thomas, the great Jason Thomas. Hello. And uh, in studio, um, my boss, to, he wanted to come to the mothership to make sure everything was To make sure we're not paying you too much. Yeah, and make sure everything's at the spec yep. and, and, you know, and report back to headquarters. <laughs> That's right. Uh, the Jason Wygant. Yeah. Right on, Wygant, my boss. And then uh, Jordan Roberts. What's up, Jordan? Yep. Racer X his own. Nobody's boss. Nobody's boss. Well, Voss could be your boss, but other than that, we don't know. Uh, Jordan, you are. What is your official title at Racer X? Well, I'm printed in the magazine as marketing coordinator or assistant or something like that. Okay. Business cards say different. Uh, it's just you know whatever. <laughs> right. Okay. That's very Racer X ish. It is. Yeah. To have it all <laughs> buried. We're gonna need you to take the garbage out. Uh, write this feature, uh, flag this weekend, and then drive the ambulance. And all at the same time, do photos too. Right, right, right. And we'll need photos of each and everything as you do this. But uh, uh, yeah, well, okay. So let's do this. By uh, the way, folks, Jordan has actually been to every race the last two years. So if you're like, what's this guy doing? Right. He's actually been to all the races. So right. He knows what he's talking about. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, he's no idiot. Okay. We have plenty of those, though, so I don't, I don't <laughs> specify. <laughs> All right. Uh, so Vegas is coming on. We'll get to the race in a second. But uh, um, Damon Bradshaw. A, <laughs> That's a, how we're starting this. Uh, circle, <laughs> circle Bar, Hard Rock, 5 a.m. <laughs> I, I did not hear Damon Bradshaw was there. JT, did no. you know? Uh, before we saw him, no. Okay. Because yeah. he's, I mean, he's sort of a fly guy. Boy, I mean, you know, like, but, so you might know. Uh, we're in the magazine business, Wygant. We Usually didn't when know. he comes to the race, you'll bump into him. Someone will some say, point. I saw him. Someone yeah. will yep. be, I, you know, this and that. Yep. They'll interview him maybe. Yeah. You know? I've seen him in the press box. Right. Et cetera, et cetera. No one saw him. Not this time. But at 5 a.m. at the Circle Bar, he was there. I believe he was beamed in. I think he was. He materialized. I think he was. It was just like he had materialized. Um, it was great seeing him, too. Oh, he man. told us. Awesome. He told us both to go f ourselves. That was cool. So proud. Yeah. And I kept. I, we were egging him on to get more. Like insult us more. Yeah. Yeah. Flip us off more, right, please, right. Damon Bradshaw. Yep. I asked him how he, what he thought of his place in the uh, Racer X Top Thirty Supercross, and he didn't know what I was talking about, which was awesome. Yep. 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 Couldn't care less. Um, and uh, yeah, he was having a good time, and, and my buddy the Noof had no shirt on, but wanted to get a photo with Damon. 
Yeah. Yeah, it was starstruck, he said. So that's kind of how it all started. <laughs> and then you, Mathis goes to Beaker from Fox, who is probably eight years old when Bradshaw was wearing Fox. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. And says, Bradshaw, Bradshaw, this guy, he works for Fox. He's the one that dropped you. He's the one that dumped you. He, he F'd you. He yeah. F'd you in 1990. Yeah. <laughs> it was awesome. And Beaker did not know and, what to say. And then, well, yeah, and then B- JT, right? Beaker was like going, eh? I mean, <laughs> I mean, I kind of did, or, or I don't really know Beaker. No, no, he, he pretty much pawned it off on Pete. But he didn't. But he should. He was yeah. eight years old at the time. He right. didn't work there. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's, it was a physical impossibility that Beaker had anything to do with it. But and then and then didn't Damon start saying about how he wore barbed wire and zebra and looked like a zoo animal? Yes. I actually brought that up. Okay. I was yeah. telling him about the sacrifices he made. <laughs> for only to be burned. Right, right, right. You look like a zebra animal or a, yes. a zoo animal all for Fox. And look what they yes. did for you. You're basically the bearded lady at the circus for these guys. <laughs> and then that sort of, yeah, made him a little madder. Right. Yeah. Poor Beaker. Well, I like how these industry dudes are such company men that – even though that was like 15 years where Beaker worked at Fox, he couldn't entirely dismiss himself and say, no. whatever, dude, nothing to do with me. No. Fox through and through, either of it happened before he was there, he's still somewhat connected. <laughs> right. Maybe that's part of the interview process. He goes in like, all right, what's one thing you can change with this company? Yeah, yeah. Get rid of Bradshaw. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You're hired. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, there was a better chance that he worked for Thor at that time than he did Fox anyway, right? He did start there. Yeah. 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 And then 23 years ago. What about the, fu- <laughs> what about the fight? Yeah, so then a bunch of dudes. There were a lot of Australians and Canadians at the bar. Did you notice that? Not Canadians. No, I didn't notice any You said there were a ton of Canadians, Jordan, didn't you? Oh, at the race. At the race. Oh, at the race, not the bar. Bunch of guys start pushing and shoving. I think it was four dudes. Any Manitobans? Any Manitobans? Dude, they're all the same. Okay. Yeah, we didn't really check. All right. So, like, three or four guys start pushing and shoving. It's starting to get crazy. It's starting to get heated. 5 a.m. circle bar. People are hammered. People are tired. You know what's going to happen. And Bradshaw just says... Hey, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on. And he breaks from our conversation, walks into the middle of the fight. Yep. And within about 20 seconds, all was good. Silence, birds chirping, crickets, just, you know. There was actually a ray of sunshine into the bar. Yeah. Yes. Right on top of Damon Bradshaw. (laughs) The sunlight he rode in on. Just, just, (laughs) rode in on a zebra, covering barbed wire and polka dots, and uh, broke up a fight. It's good. Good time. Oh, Pegasus. Um, yeah, so Dan Bradshaw, that was pretty good. Uh, Weed, you and I went to Ryan Villapoto's exclusive. Oh, yeah. Invite only. Oh, yeah. Championship VIP party. The right. VIPs. It was so VIP, you had to put a tattoo on to get in. Mm-hmm. A temporary tattoo. Yeah, our Villapoto tattoo, which I still have on. Yeah. You never let it go. I'm going to never wash it. Well, as Jordan suggested, I just go to a tattoo shop here and yeah. say, could you make this thing permanent? Yeah. Could get you it turn it permanent? That was a good time. That was a cool thing. It was on top of the uh, the hotel on Mandalay, and um, the chicken skewers were good. The shrimps were good. The sliders were good. They were all free, Wygant. Uh, I didn't make it in time. Too much work to do. I was very uh, upset. Yeah. And you were taunting me. Yes. Get down here. There's free food. And I'm like, I can't write this report fast enough. You can put it in your pockets, Wygant, and break it home. So as always with Villapoto, he responds better to talking shit to him than he does yeah. actual compliments. Yeah. So I said, did you see all the posters? Because the big theme of the Vegas race two years ago was the greatest season ever. This year it was changing of the guard. They had a bunch. Did you see that in the press box? They had a bunch of posters that said changing of the guard. They I just saw a t- they're going to do a TV show on changing of the guard. Today's TV show is okay. called that. But the posters in the press box oh. said changing of the guard. And one was on a Barsha picture, et cetera, et cetera. So I said to Villapoto, I'm like, do you see? It's the changing of the guard. You got Tomac moving up. 
Rock's moving up. Marsh has already <laughs> got a couple wins. We're already moving you out, bro. Yeah. Changing of the guard. And then started – oh, oh, I yeah, loved yeah, it. Yeah. Very excited. Yeah, very happy. <laughs> uh, and I showed him – at that same party, I went up and showed him a, an Instagram of Stuart, who looks ripped, by the way. Yeah, Stuart posed with Eric Sorby, and he, he's got like a six-pack or a shirt that had six-packs on it, you know, drawn on it, whatever it is. <laughs> he's got it. Like, he looks ripped. There's no doubt. <laughs> right? Come ripped. on. I mean – No, he looks ripped. Right. He looks ripped. So then yeah. I – screenshotted it and was like, this is what you're going to have to deal with in two weeks. <laughs> and then you got the rubbing of the hands together yes. and the whistling and, and he's ready. But uh, good times. JT, what'd you do? When? Right after the race? Yeah. Well, I was with Chad forever. We, we didn't even leave the track until pretty late. Oh, yeah, around the same, t- same time you did after you did. Right. All your interviews and stuff. <clears throat> um Went back and showered, and then he had a, like, uh, they had a monster party, so he had to make an appearance um, just for a second, and we were down there with you guys at the Circle Bar for a little bit. Yeah, so you went to the monster party or whatever it was. Um, Yeah, it was, I mean, it's it's such a zoo in there, like, it's really not that much fun. You can't hear, you can't even talk, it's just, (laughs) uh, I don't know. Yeah, I've been to two of them. Uh, I had a special VIP pass, use this pass, Mathis. 45-minute wait in line, so apparently everyone had that pass. And, yeah, you're just – it's just bass music, uh, an hour to get a drink, and you're yelling, isn't this awesome? I'm yeah. at a monster party. Right. It's really not that much fun. <laughs> right, right, right. Over, overpriced drinks. I think Johnny... – They were free, I think, when I went. I got a bracelet or something. Oh, no kidding. It wasn't free for you. No. Well, we're, what are we talking about? Give us a baseline. Okay. So we went up. Two shots. Keep in mind, Jor- keep in mind, Jordan does not make a lot of money at Racer X. Yeah. He's not, you know. No. I mean, he's just started. <laughs> yes, you know, it's it's a big impact. So for a couple shots, a couple beers, fifty bucks. Boom! There goes half my paycheck. <laughs> <laughs> That's your entry fee, fifty dollars right, right. to even get started. Um, yeah. So then we after the Villa Portal thing, we went down to that Circle Bar, and that's where we saw Bradshaw and Ryan Lockhart with no shirt. And then um, let's move to the next. Let's move to the next story at the Circle Bar. Everybody's favorite privateer hero, Weston Pike, made an appearance. Oh, yeah. yeah. I was like, where are you, where are you going with this? Oh. We just talked about it. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I want to thank you, JT. Um, apparently, at some point, Weston Pike, I was talking to Ivan Tedesco, having a great conversation with Ivan, seriously, about the two, okay. stro- two strokes coming back. Like, what did he have for offers? What's he doing now? Like, mm-hmm. him and Watson had some beef, but now they've sort of made up. Like, it was a really good conversation when I felt this push on my shoulder <laughs> and I turn around and it's Wes and Pike going, why, are you, why do you hate me, man? I hate you. <laughs> and, and, and I look at you, JT, and you're just like, uh, JT's like, I think he's going to, I think he wants to beat you up right now. <laughs> and I'm like, so then I'm like, dude, you wrote great. Like, come on the show, pulp, pulp show. And then he's like, he said there was a cocktail waitress going by and he said something. I want to take her knife and stab you. <laughs> Which I didn't know cocktail waitresses carry knives. That was my first thought. Was like, what knife are you? She doesn't have a knife. She just have a tray with drinks on it, Weston. But again, he doesn't believe in anything, so you can't reason with him. Like you, you can't ex- beyond reason. You can't explain that this cocktail waitress doesn't have a knife. Some of those cocktail waitresses are a little seedy. They have a blade tucked away somewhere. Yeah, maybe he knew that. Right. Got a little shank in their sock. But then JT, the conversation went okay, somewhat. Yeah, I thought it was fine. Uh, you know, it was a little touch and go with your safety there for a minute. Right, right. But, uh, yeah, once we sorted that out, I, I felt like we made progress. I felt like we would make progress, and then you would anger him 
And then oh yeah, that's ha- right. half the fun. Yeah. And then he would immediately. But you remember him kept saying, "I'm the angriest person alive." Yeah, 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 yeah. And then honestly, I think in this twenty-minute conversation, by the way, Tedesco laughed, which I'm like, I was, you know, really, like I said, having a good talk with him. In that twenty-minute conversation, I think Weston really did threaten about thirty industry people, like managers, <laughs> riders. Like this, I'm going to squeeze him like a grape. You know what I mean? Like. <laughs> And I also felt JT like he was a little bit like your Frankenstein, where you would, you know, sort of release a word or something, and that would drive his anger up higher, and then you would just sit back. You know? Yes, you just have to put the seed. Right, right, you know? right. I feel like he's your Frankenstein. You could almost like send him to the lake to go throw a little girl in there or something. You're like, like, because you were like, uh, he was like, you're not doing your job, JT, and you're like, what? And he's like, with BTO, and you go, I can put a word in. And then he and then he was like, "That's not good enough." And then he got angry again, or what? Like, and you're like, "Dude, I can just put a word in. That's all I can do." <laughs> you know, like, oh. Uh, so I, I think we're good. I don't even know. I don't know where it stood. It was weird, and it was weird and cool. And I, I will say this: he might need therapy. Really? I think he might need therapy. The anger. He's got he's got some anger issues for sure. He's got some <laughs> anger issues. I told him uh, I didn't like what you did with the bike. Kicking over the bike, you know, like, oh. I mean, I did say that on this show, so yeah. I can't, like, exactly, okay. like, say, but I said, you've been riding great, and, and I guess, you want to start with that with our race preview? Um, we can ride in, into, into Weston Pike. It was darn good. It was really good, J, JT, and I did keep turning over in the press box to see if, like, a single cheer, tear was rolling down your cheek, because Weston Pike caught him past Chad Reed in the heat race, and then in the main event, he gave Chad Reed all he can handle. Oh, I was listening to you and Wygant's commentary on the whole deal, and I was about to hit both of you with some kind of iron skillet. Well, but, uh, but, awesome. but you are a fan of Pike, so I imagine the emotions were a bit mixed. Yeah, but I was just like, you guys are like, yes, he's going to do it. Ah! I'm just like, oh, I'm gonna, I'm, someone's about to get hurt in here. <laughs> well, I believe, I believe Wygant dropped his famous line. The Pike Reed battles, oh, what we've another been, one, another of, one of these battles. <laughs> I mean, when you Classic. think of the greatest, you know, battles of all time, Pike Reed. I mean, those two, you know, have gone at it. Um, there was nothing going on at the race at that point. No, it was the, the only. Battles. It was the only race on the track. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and it we really all was. knew what that meant. Like, if we're like, man, if the last Supercross of the year ends with Pike beating Reed straight up, what does this mean? For Pike and yeah, for Reed. Yeah. So that's why there was so much. It was like the entire stadium had only one thing to think about. That battle for six. Yeah. Chad had Changing to. Changing up the guard. <laughs> yeah, they didn't put. It wasn't Barsha. And uh, Pike. And Pike. And Pike. I guarantee they don't even have a photo of Pike. No, probably not. No way. Well, they put Timmy for Jeremy McGrath. Do you, th- <laughs> do you think they have, on the TV show, do you think they have a photo of Weston Pike? Not not Good likely. Um, but uh, uh, Chad was bummed, huh, huh JT? Uh, his season, you know, he came off his knee injury, and he had a great um, Minneapolis, I thought, a yep. good Minneapolis, yep. and looking to catch Barsha, and it just all went down the crapper. Yeah, it was uh, obviously not a, not a good night. Um, yeah, I mean, honestly, what I, I told him after the race, I was just glad that he didn't quit. Like, he kept trying, you know, as bad as it was. And for him, and Weston wrote awesome, but when you've done as well as Chad has in the past to – you see Pike coming, and you're doing everything you can to hold him off, and it's got to be frustrating. Like, I'm sure he just wanted to pull off and be like, you know, this is not what I was signed up for, you know. <laughs> but to be fair, 
when you looked ahead, they had caught back up to Barsha, and then Weimer was right in front of him. Like, as bad as it sounded and the night went, you know, if, if they were 50 yards further up the track, they would have been, Pike would have been, they would have been fourth and fifth, not sixth and seventh. Yeah. They were, yeah. they were that close, you know, so. Um, well, it's kind of like, uh, you know, we, we talked about Matt Gerke, how many guys that were like, I can't believe Matt Gerke beat me. I can't believe I can't get around Matt Gerke. Like, he was like the Mendoza line of crappiness, when in reality, he was very good. Yeah. But everyone didn't adjust their thinking. Right, and, and, now and it's, it, that, it's yeah. that uh, if you do it for long enough, then you get the acceptance, and it's just right. like, ah, okay, yeah. that's another, you know what I mean? Yeah. But at, at first, there's always that adjustment period where nobody thinks you should be there, right. and then everybody's mad that you are, and if you, if you beat them, they're like, you shouldn't beat me. So, yeah, I, I completely agree. So, you know, the, last night it was like Weston, Pike. Like, what about all the, the, the what about the um, – uh, 13 dudes that he beat, you know what I mean? The, right. the Jet didn't even see him. Yeah, no, yeah. he had you know I mean? Short, he, I think, covered. Andrew really. Short, Brock Tickle, they... They never, they weren't making up ground on him. No. No, Pike passed those guys. Yeah. Yeah. Pike so, passed Short. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, uh, you know, I mean, it's just the Weston, just, you know, just one of those things that... And it's know. funny, I, what does this guy have to do? He was doing, he did this last year. He passed Shorty and beat him and got eighth. And then this year he passes those guys and gets seventh. What does the guy have to do? It is bizarre. I don't. I don't think. I think people. Oh, would we listen covered to this show. a couple weeks ago, right? Yeah, and I think yeah. people want us to explain it. Can we? I, have I know. No I don't know how to explain something that I don't know the answer to. Right. Well, I mean, we we talked about this on the show. Uh, JT, you said don't think he's getting on BTO KTM, and then Fab Yamaha. I don't believe they would hire him. Yeah. And JGR no. JGR would yeah. not hire him. Like, yeah. They, they, I you know he's got a little bit of a reputation and. He's not a flashy guy. He's he's also very angry, and he's not one to like bro down with people. Like, what do you think? How many people you think Weston Pike on track walk goes up to and goes like, "Hey, man, what's up?" And you know, I don't think anybody besides maybe his sponsors, you know, or whatever. But like, he's not in that click, you know. Yep. No, I, I understand, and I've told him kind of right. you got to learn to play the game a little bit. You know, That's really, I understand yeah. if you don't yeah. like someone, but you can't just walk up to them and tell them you don't like them. <laughs> you can't like that. do that in this sport. You right. just can't. And then crush them like a grape or whatever. Yeah, like, <laughs> it, it, yeah, it's a little bit out there for sure. You know, and he said some things in the past in the media and stuff, and people, you know, that reputation gets going, and it's not always justified, but it's there, and perception is there, and it's. But you're right. I mean, at the end of the day, it does seem like, you know, J-Law could, you know, basically have a car full of dead hookers and he would still get rides, you know? Yeah. Because he's got the talent or Hanson. What year did that happen? What, 08? That happened? When he had dead hookers? When he had the dead hookers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, when he actually had the dead hookers. Well, JT, you've got a story you can't even tell about. Yeah, I mean, it didn't really, yeah, let's not go into it. It was good though. No dead hookers though. Let's, let's no, no, no one. Right. Yeah, no one well, died. I was going to say there were no walls broken, but there were. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, um, or Hanny, you know, oh, he's got the talent. You always know he's. But they were in the circle of bro downs, of bros. At this point, with Pike getting seventh in a main and showing top ten speed in a pretty loaded field, right. I'm having a tough time finding other examples of where, when you start getting this good. It usually yeah. starts to not matter, right. which is right. what you're saying with J-Law. When you're that good, it starts to not matter what your off-the-track deal is. Yeah. 
I'm surprised it still matters for Pike. Like his what people think of him personally is still clouding the results. When you're getting 20th, that's one thing. But when you're getting top 10, I'm shocked that that still matters. And teams aren't like, no. we don't care what he's like. He's fast. I'm surprised that hasn't happened yet. 14th in the points, missed three main events. Um, two points behind Michael S. He finished. And riding, most importantly, this is the point you got to point out. He's riding for what? The Teddy Parks Privateer Journey team? Like what? By the way, congratulations, what a disadvantage congratulations he must be to on. Teddy Parks on his one-off graphics. And, I mean, we're the only one. One of the only ones, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, Motor Concepts had some. and Yeah. So, um, yeah, it was a good ride. Great job for Weston Pike there. Man, he was good. And he was giving Chad Reed all he could handle, JT. Yeah, I mean, what can you, you know, all the credit in the world to Weston. He rode all night. He rode great. It would be yeah. funny, though, like, you would still see, like, if Chad could nail three or four turns really good, yep. he would pull out. Yeah, for sure. Three seconds. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or two, two and a half, three seconds. And then, whatever, Chad would F up a couple of stuff, and Weston would pull. Weston was like the turtle, just doing the same lap times and the same things. And Chad was going up and down and, you know what I mean, screwing up and making mistakes. But if Chad nailed, like, three turns really good, you could see, like, oh, there's Chad Reed. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. yeah. So, just one of those instances, I guess. Yeah, we, we pretty much summed it up as a complete disaster with flashes of brilliance just thrown in there. Because when, yeah. you, when we watch the tape or whatever, he would do some, one section, like, great, like, oh, there he is. And then you watch him the rest of the lap, and you're like, okay, what are you doing? Like there, and then yeah. there, and there. And, you know, like he'd kill another section. Like, oh, there he's back. You know, it was very, very strange. Yeah, after the race, he was bummed. For sure, we had that little com- conversation in the parking lot. He was not happy. So. Well, yeah, I mean, it's, uh, you know, racing is an emotional deal. Can he, can he break out of this for Hangtown? I hope so. I hope so. I mean, you know, it's uh, got to flip the switch. Oh, there it is. There it is. Um. Yeah, anyway, so getting to the race. Uh, Jay, uh, Wygant, your theory on um, – you've said this a few times. Just make 20-minute mains. You know, that would be so awesome. Oh, yeah. You know, Vegas is always an example of yep. – it's not awesome. It doesn't make it better. <laughs> it doesn't make it – I'm reminded because the company I work for does put on some races also. And, and <clears throat> Reedy Coombs like to always say, well, take your feedback, but this is not a democracy. And people would get mad and say, but we're giving – you need to – we're the racers. We know what we want. But often, they don't actually know yeah. what's best. So in this case, the fans are always going to say, I think things will be better if you make the Supercross main events longer. That's what they think. But in reality, it doesn't always work that way. And the examples I always give, very rarely is the Daytona Supercross a bar-banging battle to the checkered flag. Right. And neither is the Vegas finale. Very rarely do the two really long races yeah. actually work out where, hey, normally we get 15 minutes of action. Now we get 20. Yeah. There was no action going on. It was, yeah. It seemed like, yeah, definitely. And even in the shootout, too. I think the shootout, we'll get to that, too. But yeah. the shootout, again, was sort of lackluster. Right. You know. Um, uh, all right, let's get to RV. Um, only guy to consistently do a triple-double uh, coming out of the stadium. Uh, fastest guy in both practices. He was like eighth. After the start, I mean, he was buried, and before you knew it, he was in second. Yeah. And, and what a ride. What a way to go out. How, how do I get? Yeah, it's unbelievable. I mean, it really puts a stamp on it. And I feel that, uh, you know, when you probably get down to this final race of the year, there's not too much to gain or lose for everyone. So maybe everybody's going to ride as good as they can, but it's not like Minneapolis for Dungey where you're going to go maybe beyond your limit. Right, right. Or, or uh, Millsaps last week 
because he knew if I don't beat him, the title's over. Yeah. So I think here you're just seeing everyone's just riding as good as they can on a normal day, and he is right now the best rider in the series. Well, so that's yeah. the way it worked. I mean, you had yeah. Millsaps and Dungey that were battling out for second in points, and they were behind him. And Yeah, I still don't know if it's the same as Millsaps last week. Like, if I don't beat Villapo tonight, it's officially over. Or in Minneapolis, Dungey, yeah. I got 50,000 people cheering me on. Right. It was more like, we're just going to ride with what we got, and what we get is what we get. And I think Villapota is a little bit faster than everyone right now, so that's what happens. Yeah. It was uh, quite a ride, JT. Domination. All day. Yeah. He was uh, incredible. Watching watching him on video, his corner speed in some of the sections, he was just, ah, uh, man, really, really impressive. Interesting that the Cowie guys went to a softer rear spring, outdoor rear spring, to test it for Supercross. And they wow. liked it. Yeah, they really liked it. They changed their spring rate. It was a pretty big deal for them. That is. So, and they wouldn't tell me what, how many rates they went down or whatever, but, yeah. They, went, they changed it so much they had a steel spring on there. They didn't, they, they didn't have one in tie. Yeah. Yeah, so interesting. Uh, obviously, hard pack and slick, JT, it's going to hook up pretty good. Uh, yeah, I was softer. always a right. softer right. softer spring guy just because it, I couldn't <clears> – <throat> I just – I like the feel, like traction-wise. Right, right. Uh, and the stiffer you go, the less traction you tend to have. Um, the last uh, – the last – one, two, three, four – Four out of the last six races, we had the same top three guys in some order. Villapoto, Dungey, Millsaps. Wow. Four out of the last six. Changing of the guard. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I give credit to Millsaps, though. He does end up getting second in the series uh, with that ride. I, and like you said, Jordan, there was something on the line there, and they both were in the positions. I think Dungey was like, I can't get Villapoto. And Millsaps knew, I don't have to get Dungey. I'm good. But, you know, there's a lot of talk, I think, late in the year that Dungey had improved. Dungey was stepping up. Dungey was coming on. But really, the last, what, four or five races, Millsapson was almost at a standstill with Dungey. It wasn't like Dungey. It wasn't much to choose. No. no, no. It wasn't like they got way ahead of Millsaps no. at the end. No. Yeah. Just it, Minneapolis only. If you're James Stewart or Chad Reed or maybe Villapoto, are you a little, not pissed, but maybe your man friends are pissed, Jordan, at this changing of the guard? Your clothing guys? Like, you know, you feel like you're like, hey, I'm still here. Hey, assholes. You know? I just won three titles in a row, and James has 46 wins, and Chad has 44. I don't think the changing the guard thing is an anti-Villapoto deal. I think it's more of the Stewart and Reed are on their way out. Okay, so are you pissed at Jordan? You think, Jordan? Are you pissed? Would you be mad if, if you're, you're Chad Stewart? Chad Stewart. If you're okay. Chad Stewart All right. or Ralph. James Reed. <laughs> then, yeah, you would be pissed. <laughs> yes. Everybody be getting your name wrong. People are forgetting about you. So right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Calling him Chad Stewart at this point. Right. Uh, Looking good on that KTW. Yeah. <laughs> Roger Thane. Um... What, Jordan, I mean, is it a changing of the guard? Should those guys be like, hey, dudes, what up? I've heard you guys go back and forth about this so much. I'm not even. What? No, no comment. Oh, yeah. thanks for that input. Yeah. Great, 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 great radio, bro. Waffle, 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 waffle. Wait a minute, though. Oh, no, you said not changing the guard. You said new era. You uh, said new era. I, I did, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I did that. Yeah. If they well, had put new era on those posters. You would have been doing backflips. I would have been claiming it. Right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know oh, how yeah. you know how I oh, yeah. you know how I roll. Yeah, sprang with pump. No, no, I just would have been claiming it for sure. Um, what do you think, J- uh, JT? Like, is that anything to? Uh, I mean, I guess they got they're looking for a hook, right? I mean, they're looking for. Yeah, and man, honestly, if those guys are if they're pissed, they just step up and start winning. You know, right, that's right. really how you how you stop that. Right. right. You know, that's 
it's harsh to say that, but if you if you want to stop that talk, then that's the easiest way to do it. We did a video interview with Reed uh, Saturday morning, and he made a great point. He said, the one difference this year compared to every other year in my career is that there's always been times where people doubt me or think I'm done, and I can always come back and shut them up. And this year, I haven't been able to come back and shut them up. Like, I said this about bike settings, or I said this about an injury, or people say I'm old, and so far I haven't been able to prove them wrong, hmm. which he's done. That's kind of cool he said that, though. Yeah, yeah. But, but it's true, like, Heck, two years ago on that after Cowie, they're like, "Oh, he's got a kid and his friend died." He'll he's never done. race He'll, in America again. Somebody said, "I'll never race in America <laughs> again." He idiot. was able to shut you up. Right? What an right. idiot! Yeah. <laughs> Who said that? Um. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Um. I wanted to get more on the two fifty class than uh, than than this one, but Jake Weimer had a good day. JT. Yep. All, good to see. Refreshing. Yeah. I, I was right. excited for him. Right. I mean, I read on the internet that he, he's overpaid and makes too much money, but um. Which yeah. he had read, too, because we were joking around about it. So, kind of funny. But, uh, finally, he comes through. has a good race. Um, did – now, I didn't watch the TV broadcast. What happened to Barsha? Oh, was it just that triple? Barsha couldn't – Tapia went down and Barsha couldn't triple, so then Weimer got him back? Yeah, he made some big mistakes. And, uh, yeah, he lost a ton of time. Weimer got him there. Um, right. And then, he, you know, he was just in that pace. They were all kind of riding the same. Right. Weimer, Barsha, Chad, Weston, and then the jet was coming, kind of coming on towards the end. But, uh, yeah, they were all kind of not close enough to really do anything with each other and just kind of circulating, which makes for some really exciting racing. <laughs> uh, NFAB guys, 11, 12, and 15. Again, all three, Pretty good. three of them in the main. Phil, yep. Phil, Phil was pissed, though, after the race because he was up there off the start, and he kind of went backwards before he like, regrouped, you know? So, yep. Filthy wasn't too pumped on it. Uh, Canari was. Uh, Canari went down bad in the heat. That was an ugly crash. Yeah, you're right. That's right. Right. Yep. Just gets up though. He, he said. He said he rode the LCQ with his bars all bent. They didn't have time to change them. And then they changed <laughs> the bars for the main. He said it was all like this, and he changed the bars for the main, but his clamps were bent. So. Oh, he's, you know, it's Bobby, right? Like. Yes. Well, yeah. Made it work. That's pretty much all you got to say about that. Um. Trey Kennard had a rough night again, uh, lost his goggles again, although hard to know, like, if it was a goggle issue or, like, a head, like, getting, you know, coming up short or, or crashing and getting sweat pouring, like, but whatever the case is, he, he's DNF the last two races. Not good for Trey Kennard. Yeah, he wasn't having a good race before the goggle thing. You know, he wasn't yeah. in the top ten, I don't think. It wasn't, wasn't a good ride, so it's hard to say what causes what. Yeah. Like, yeah. are you just like, I'm over this? Like, did the goggles... Caused a problem, or did he have problems before the goggle thing? You know, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he just, yeah, it was it wasn't that good. Um, He's not hurt or anything, though. If you folks are looking at seeing right. the twentieth and saying, "Oh, is he not going to race Hangtown?" No crashes or injuries or anything. Yeah, Regal made the main first one of the year. Aaron Hansel has to be happy about that. <laughs> uh, what do you think of Shorty's night? Did you get talk to him after the race at all, JT? I did a little bit, but did anything to shed new on that or? Uh, nothing in depth. I mean, just kind of, right. yeah, you know, how was it? Whatever. Right. Yeah, you know, we didn't really, really want to. You know, I don't really want to pry into what he's got going on. I'm sure he wasn't thrilled right. with Weston yeah. passing him. You know, so yeah. I know, I know how I was when I wasn't real excited after a main event, and I didn't really care for people just asking me a ton of questions about how crappy it was. You know, so right, 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 right. I know you rode like crap and you sucked, but how was it out there? <laughs> yeah, that always went over you, well with yeah, me. Yeah, like your your. Your role as the VIP program host, you know, basically. 
mm-hmm. you're not a team manager or a rider consultant or anything. So how much, you know, with Gerkey and Short and Les Smith and, well, you haven't seen Burner yet, but you will. How much do you get into that kind of stuff with them at all? Or, or I would all? say about 0%. Okay. <laughs> right, around, right around there. That's a fair number. Between zero and nothing. Yeah. Yeah. The, right. the first race, I was pretty active on the headset and stuff. Uh, but then if I do that, then I'm, I kind of really can't be talking to the VIPs and, and interacting with them. So it's kind of a catch-22. Where I feel like there are times when I see something and I want to, like, text or call or, you know, hey, this guy, he, they need to do this or this line just formed or whatever. But. You know, it's really not my job at the races, so. Right, right. I mean, you, you do have something to offer, though. No, that's what I mean. It's a catch-22 for me because I do feel like I can offer something there. But if I do that, then I'm kind of neglecting my responsibilities with the VIP program. Yeah. So. Also, too, like, I feel like one of the big things, I don't know about problems, but one of the big problems, for lack of a better word, uh, with some teams, and I've talked to a couple people recently about this, is these riders have a lot of people in their ears. They have suspension guy, engine guys, team manager, mechanic, wife, gear guy, man friend, trainer, who all want to look like the smartest person in the room to either justify their paycheck or and you know, or just do a good job. Let's let's put it that way, not justify your paycheck. They want to do a good job. Or the the man friend gear guy wife want to look be like the confidant like you you know you only come to me. So these guys have a lot of things in their ears. Don't you agree? Absolutely, they do. Like, so you know another guy just piping up like you, JT. Maybe that's just not you know not needed or whatever. So yeah, and I do do that. I I probably honestly do it with Chad more than anyone. Yeah, uh, and it's just because I I'm not really close with Andrew and Matt. Like we're friends, right. but yeah. I don't you know. It's not my place to go tell them what to do out, to do out there. Right. So, like I, I know when I got to Yamaha back with Red Dog in '99, I helped everything. Like I was the everybody. It was just me and him. And I got back there in '03, and it was like Tishner was around, uh, Spencer was there, Evie was there, Jimmy Perry, Bob Oliver, Corey Hutter, um, and then I'm like trying to help him too. And I'm like, you know what? I'm I'm just gonna make sure Righty Tidy Lefty Lucy here. <laughs> yeah. He has enough going on, you know. So. Well, and if it, there it, it was a situation where those guys ever asked me something, which they have, um, something about the track or whatever, you know, for watching video or something, then I'm, you know, then I'm more than happy to say whatever and tell them my, my, my opinion. But it's, you know, I, I really don't have the, it's such an ego thing to just kind of put your opinion on them. Like, hey, you should do, you know what I mean? Like that, yeah, I just, I kind of have a problem with that when, someone doesn't ask for help you just kind of you know yeah offer it right. <laughs> uh so yeah they, they have plenty of people that know what they're doing they have people that are, that are on salary with them yeah. that are that's their job so now having said that though with my little speech i am the guy that texted shorty and said quad bro <laughs> so yeah for sure but that's i mean you're a media guy you know that's kind yeah. of and it's like a it's not like you're serious you guys are messing around i'm surprised no one aired that quad out crazy balls would have no, he wouldn't have. No. 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 Not there's even, not, there's not, not anybody uh, walking around on planet Earth Evil that would have, wouldn't have done that. gone for that. Robbie might have. No, Robbie Knievel wouldn't have done it. Maybe that quad freestyle dude we just saw in the elevator on the way over here. Was that over uh, a house? Kangaroo Kid? or Kangaroo Kid. What? There's a dude, like, this video has been repeated a million times. 
in like 1990, a guy in like a Yamaha Banshee tried to jump a boat, then he clipped the boat <laughs> and flipped like thousands of times. Well, we ran into him on the elevator. The guy, that guy. That guy. Yeah. We're meeting some, of course, Australians because there's thousands of them here for this race. Yeah. They're like, oh, hey, mate, you probably know who this guy is, this kangaroo kid, mate. And I'm like, are you a guy that tried to jump the boat? And he was kind of offended because he's kind of known for crashing, even though he's been jumping successfully oh, for okay. decades. Okay. He's like, I've landed two before. Yeah. Actually, more landed times than two, not. Two of the boat jumps. You mean? Uh, maybe not the boat. Oh. <laughs> Landed also, I guess. Oh, oh. Yeah. And then he showed us his gnarly scars on his leg and everything like that. But my point is, he tried to jump a boat on a quad. Yeah. He wouldn't have tried to quad that quad. <laughs> on okay. a quad okay. or not. Yeah. What if there was a boat there? No. <laughs> that jump still. was unjumpable. All right. Okay. Well, <laughs> I, I, you say tomato, I say tomato. So. Um. Cody Gilmore, another main event for Cody Gilmore. Kyle Partridge made the main. Uh, Nicholas Schmidt, there's your privateer profile, Wygant. Ooh, nice. That's Does anybody one. know the guy? Uh, Greg Alberson, those guys. I, I, I've heard rumblings. I mean, people know him. I actually think, don't quote me on this, but I think his sister is Greg Alberson's girlfriend. Oh, yeah, same last name. Yeah. There we go. Okay, we can do that. Yeah. All right. Uh, Tevin Tapia, is that his first 450 main event ever, JT? As far as I know, yes, I think so. I think so, too. Good job for Tevin. And Wygant, uh, you weren't even in the booth to shit-talk him, either. What do you mean in the booth? Well, you didn't, you didn't call the race to oh, shit-talk yeah, Tapia. Oh, yeah, just wait. I hope he right. gets into some nationals. Right, right. Yeah. Let, let, <laughs> let's circle. Here's Tevin Tapia. Here's where he's doing wrong. Oh, yeah. Here. That was in the nationals where we had the, the producers had put the here's Tevin Tapia getting in the way while being lapped loop. Right. Ready right. to go. Yeah. And if at any point during the year he got in the way, they had the previous getting in the ways yeah. to roll out. Right. Remember the controversy with JT? Dunge. Hangtown. Yep. First race. Oh, oh yes. Ruin yes. the sport. Yes. Ruin the sport. Getting in the way and uh, helping out uh, who, James Stewart? Yep. Yeah. yeah, Stewart, right. Yeah. Battling with Les Smith, right? right? I'm, I'm a long, I've been a long, staunch supporter of James Stewart. <laughs> I mean, and I'm willing to put my race aside <laughs> to ensure victory for the number seven. You get some kickbacks from that? Yeah. You're all... No, I get kicked in the head <laughs> You're by, all... by a L&M Yamaha. It's always, it's well known in the pits. Yes. Stewart Thomas, oh, working yeah. together. The Alliance. <laughs> Um, so yeah, JT, you've been there, but, uh, uh, yeah, Nicholas Schmidt, uh, I, he's a milestone assassin, right? Yep. That's, that's what I've been told. Right. Yeah. I heard the same thing. Maybe it's from one of you guys though. Yeah. I think I told you that. Hill, Hill was off all day. Like not the usual excellence that we've seen from him. Uh, in the heat race, he got stuck in the gate. Oh, came back pretty good. Okay. And I remember in the main, he was having a battle with tickle and didn't he pass him? I think you had pointed that out that once again, Hill was getting the better of tickle. And then he crashed. Must have crashed. Okay. Yeah. So, so he had, again, moments better than I think the results show. Yeah, Tickle got 10th. But he was ahead of Tickle at one point. Wasn't he, JT? Do you remember that? Yeah, I think he was. Yeah. I think you're right. Honestly, I don't know. I was so locked into the Reed Pike uh, battle for the ages. I yeah. couldn't I couldn't turn away. <laughs> I'm going to read the post-race, race, post-race, post-race quotes from Hill here. Yeah, Tickle, um, Tickle ended up ninth in the points, and yeah, very consistent all year. But uh, his best race was Seattle, and his worst one was uh, A1 was his worst one. That's where he went out with um, clip that tough block or whatever, right? Yeah, Bill Poto. Right, right, yeah. Um, all right, 
Anything else for 450s? Do we have any other talk? Jordan, anything you'd like to to talk about? Uh, just to add on Hill, I mean, a lot of people, you know, thought he wouldn't be able to get back to that level. So even right. though Vegas was kind of letting the wind out of the sail a little bit, it's, you know, yeah. he's, he's still... He had a sweet flower dress on bit. in the circle bar. What? Oh, I missed it. You guys didn't see that? No. Yeah, really. Yeah, it was a shirt. Pretty cool. It was a shirt? Yeah, it was just a, it was just a big shirt. It was a huge shirt, yeah. It yeah, it was really big. Yeah, yeah. looked like a dress or something. Flowers. At least he had a shirt on. Yeah, there's some people who didn't. <laughs> some people <laughs> didn't have shirts on. <laughs> some people didn't. Um, he, that guy that guy never really explained what happened to his shirt. He said, mentioned GL, but like Grant Langston, but yeah, yeah never heard anything from that. Um, anything else for 450s, JT? Uh, not really. I, the, the, the sad thing was that, and we're going to get into this, but the 250 racing was maybe the two best main events I've ever seen in my life as far as excitement level. <laughs> and then the 450 was just so incredibly boring. Right, right, right. You know, but. It's that time again. Thanks for listening to the Racer X podcast show brought to you by BTOsports.com, presented by Thor MX. I appreciate it. Don't forget to click on the Amazon banner on pulpamex.com to help out pulpamex.com. We appreciate it. Listen to these commercials. Buy from these sponsors. Thank you for listening. See you on the other side. The Podcast Show is brought to you by BTOsports.com. Whether you are looking for new gear, helmets, boots, or you need to rebuild your bike from the ground up, BTO is your source for all of your motocross needs. As a proud sponsor of the BTO Sports KTM race team and the heart of the BTO Sports amateur motocross team, it is obvious that we are about more than being just a store. We support the sport that supports us. us. We at BTO Sports want to give back to you, the listener, for supporting us and the Racer X Podcast Show. Use coupon code Pulp MX when placing your order at btosports.com for a VIP listener discount. Certain brand restrictions will apply. For 2013, JT Racing enters its next generation with the all-new Evolve Light, ProTech, Enduro, and Limited Edition collections, taking quality and innovation to a whole new level. Also available in youth sizes, each collection is built with high-grade materials offering its own unique characteristics to meet the demands of today's riders, both recreationally and competitively. To find a dealer or view the entire collection online, log on to JTRacingUSA.com. Championship proven. Many motocross apparel brands make that claim, but only Thor can back it up. As America's first motocross apparel brand, Thor has set the standard for delivering the highest quality performance racewear on the market for the past 45 years. With champions like Ryan Villapoto, Blake Baggett, and Dean Wilson to name a few, our products truly are championship proven. To see all the new 2013 products, visit ThorMX.com or head to your local Thor Parts Unlimited dealer. Thor, the official racewear of Supercross. All right, let's go east first. Uh, Tyler Bowers. Yep. Won, won, won it, man. Tyler Bowers got Geico Honda a title. Pro circuit. You know, yes. basically. M- Muscan. Will crashed. Uh, did you say why again? It was the last lap of the yeah, last and, practice. And those whoops before the finish. So about, what, 50 feet from the finish line? Yeah. 
And I think what he was doing was in the first practice, he was behind Muscan on times the whole way. The first time practice. Sorry, Matheson, I you want to specify. And then in the last lap, he put in a flyer and got the best time. So in the next time practice, I think he was trying to do the same thing again. Was hauling on the final lap to try to take the top spot away from Bowers and crashing the whoops right before the finish. And it was like in unison, everyone in the stadium said, oh, no. Like, you did not want to see it end with a practice crash. And he got up, and he was holding his hand. I think it's pretty bad, actually. I wonder if he'll yeah, really? hang down. Yeah, really? Huh? Yeah. Well, the rumor was that he had gotten a cortisone shot, and they were pretty sure it was broken, but they weren't going to obviously even check. Like, who can- we're not x-raying this thing. Right, 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 right. Put a shot in it, and we'll worry about it later. Um, yeah. So I'll talk to him tonight when we see him. He was gone, long gone. Yeah. Um, he left as soon as his main event was over. We'll talk to him tonight. I mean, uh, it, it could be pretty bad. I wonder how much it affected him while riding. If it, I mean, if it's broken and everything, what a terrific ride. Yeah. I mean, he had a cast on last night. I talked to him for 20 minutes. Oh, he did? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Well, what did he say? How bad was it? Uh, we didn't really get into talk about what was broken. We were kind uh-huh. of, you know, I was just congratulating him and talking about the race and stuff. But, I, you know, I don't know if how much public he was going by that. But, I mean, there was definitely some kind of splint cast on his the outside of his hand. Right, right. You know, almost like a, like a boxer's break hand outside type deal. So, yep. I just I didn't want to dig too deep. It wasn't that kind of atmosphere, you know. It was like celebration, like man, that was so awesome. You know, it wasn't. I don't know. Yeah, you're like Bradshaw was there. And, yeah. No, this was actually. Um, oh. Yeah, this wasn't at the Circle Bar yet. This was kind of here nor there. It is kind in, of a in weird, passing. It is kind of a weird unspoken thing. Like I just texted Will right now to say, what? what? You guys share a cab or? Uh, the swingers party, like it was either it was not Circle Bar, but it was neither here nor there. No, it was actually you know that in the new HRH section, that bar over there. Yeah, there's like a bar in the middle. Yeah, kind of in the walk. It was right there. Okay. Everybody was there, standing around. Right. Yeah, so. neither here nor there. Right. <laughs> Don't worry about it. It sounded like the latest Indiana Jones, where they said it's the space between in between spaces. Wow. So like terrible new Indiana Jones wow. movie, like a couple years back. Crystal Skull. Yeah. Um. Okay, so uh. Um, yeah, Marvin, and Marvin got close at the last lap. Yeah, he did. Right. He came up quick. I don't know what, you know, I don't know if Bowers was slacking or whatever. Uh, Bowers told me that he was really nervous about crashing, so he backed it way down, and then he backed it down too much. Uh, he didn't realize Marvin was, you know, coming that fast, and then he decided not to go for the rhythm the last lap, and, it, you know, yeah. he wasn't that nervous, but obviously it looked really close, you know, yeah. but... Yeah. He kind of was just so nervous about winning his first one, he didn't want to crash and blow it. Mm. You really saw, though, that the guys, and we'll talk about this at West also, in the West also, you really did see the guys who had something on the line to win that title, like those last couple of laps. Muscan's best lap was his last lap. Yeah. Like, you saw the right. difference of guys being like, I'm going to win or crash. I'm going to go balls to the wall right now, while everyone yeah. else on the track is right. just riding. Uh, he made up three seconds on the last lap. Three seconds. Wow. Yeah. Um, yeah, I thought it was a terrific ride by, by Bowers, by Muscan, and Hahn, too. Terrific, considering the, the injury. So all three guys really rose to the occasion. Hey, JT, I want to ask, um, you know, we've obviously said some things about the East, the depth of competition, et cetera, et cetera. But to win in the East, there's still some pretty fast riders at the top. Do you think this is significant for Bowers? Or is it, hey, title was on the line, it was kind of a weird race? Or is this big for him? I don't think you can put an asterisk next to that win. Yeah. It was legit. He yeah. rode well all day. His times were good. Yep. He passed, you know, those guys to get to the front. 
yeah, I, I take nothing away from that victory. Nothing. So what does that mean going forward? I, I, I think he has his deal for Arena Cross already, but we know how this works in that sport, or, or that works in this sport. You can pretty much, contracts mean nothing. Does, right. Do teams start talking to him? I mean, you got a guy who's just proven he can win a race. It's pretty good. Well, I look at it this way. He's, he's obviously not going to be able to just get out of his contract with Monster and Kawasaki. They're not going to let that happen. Right. So really the only option is for them to move him to Mitch's team. Yeah. But then you have to, Monster and Kawasaki have to look at it as, okay, what's more valuable to us? We basically can guarantee an arena cross championship. Or we can move him to Mitch's team, and then maybe, you know, maybe he'll win another race. There's no guarantee of that. Sure. You know, you don't know who will be in the class or anything like that. So, you know, what is more valuable? We have uh, Cinturillo coming up, and who, who knows who they'll hire for next year. So, if it was me, I would probably be more inclined to keep him in arena cross just because it's almost a guarantee that he's going to win the title, barring injury. Uh, and you real, yeah, you really can't guarantee anything like that in supercross. So <laughs> it's funny how how quick you are to write off Kelly Smith. That's really he retired, bro. Oh, he did. Yeah, I believe he retired. <laughs> huh. I think so. Yeah. Huh. Who knew? Um. Uh. Yeah. It, Gavin Faith had a good ride, whole shot, led a little bit, and then uh, he said in between he started he started not feeling good for the late in that race in the main event, and then he threw up in bet- before the shootout, and then in the shootout he cramped up because he just had nothing in him, even though he wow. tried to drink everything he could after he threw up. So he wasn't sure if he ate something or not or whatever. But I think I saw people doing that at the uh, Circle Bar too. Yeah, they were also <laughs> cramping up, <laughs> yeah. throwing up, and yeah. right, right. Um, uh, honestly, I didn't watch much of the other race. It was so good up front. Like, can can Han hold him off? Okay, he can't. Marvin's riding great. What can Bowers do? Like, there wasn't a whole lot to say for those dudes behind there. I mean, great ride for Lance Vincent in seventh. Cole Thompson got eighth. Harry in got ninth. Cantonzaro, tenth. Um, Brady Kiesel, that might be his best ride. Peter Larson probably in pra- – and Peter Larson got on the board in practice. But yeah. crappy main event for him. At least he had his bike. At least he could race, right? Yep. Did not ride the LCQ. Not sure why. Oh, he didn't? No. I talked to a guy at Yamaha about that situation with 1110. And yeah, yeah. I mean, in case you're wondering, they're not happy. Like, <laughs> Really? Yeah. 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 <laughs> I mean, <laughs> these, these, this 1110 thing is not going unnoticed by them. What about, how do, what about Velocity 3? Not good either. No, nope, not good okay. either. Yeah. So, um, I don't know, the 1110 guys. Alex Martin's coming back for Nationals, so, you know, he's a good rider. Hopefully that works out. I know there's a, there's a certain uh, aftermarket company that Velocity 3 purchased. Uh, I, I use the word purchase very lightly or loosely uh, because they were supposed to pay for something. And then Yamaha vouched for them, yes, yes, we're helping these guys. They're good for it. So then the products were shipped. No payment was ever made. And now that's coming back on Yamaha. The guys are kind of like, uh, you guys vouch for these guys. Uh, so, yes, I, I'm sure Yamaha is hearing it in many different yeah. facets. Well, the Veloc- and I, I know one of the riders was on the Velocity 3, you know, they're supposed to get all the bikes and parts. You know, Yamaha will say, hey, the mm-hmm. team's done, but you guys can have all this stuff. Well, shocker, it's, you know, we're missing bikes and parts. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's just one, like, you know, one of those deals. Like, good luck. Oh, yeah. Good luck getting the butterflies back into the cage. <laughs> Buy them back on eBay. I just made that up. Butterflies cage. 
Um, okay. Um, Pretty good. So. Hey, oh, by the way, I asked Moosecan about the – Moosecan, we've what? talked about this on the show, about the three-year rule. Oh, yeah. He said earlier in the day, someone at KTM said, hey, you know if you win this title, you're out. So at least from their perspective, that 2007 not really a season season right, was right, going right, to count. Right. Uh, he didn't know what the rule was. He just knew if he won the title, he was out. So he did say, hey, I obviously wanted to win the title, but I do want to race 250s next year, so at least I still get to do that. And I said, hey, do you actually know what the rule is? Yeah. And he had no idea why. And I said, it's because if you've raced for three or more years, as soon as you win the title, you're out. You can't defend. And I said, so why don't you tell us about your first year in Supercross? And I don't even think he knew. That was so not a year. He right. didn't even talk about that. Right. He's like, well, right. I tore my ACL. Then last year, I'm like, no, no, no. No, no. 06 or 07 or something. And he was, I feel like he could barely even remember the details. Didn't it seem like that? Yeah, he was kind of searching around for that. What was he, 16, 17? 16 or 17. On a Cowie, I think. He raced three events, made one main. Right. As Villeman said, he was hanging out in his camper, didn't realize the main was starting, right. so he didn't even make Missed it there. Missed the gate drop. <laughs> right. So that was his season. <laughs> and I said, did you think then, at 16 years old, not making or racing in any mains, that you have used up a year of eligibility that could prevent you from winning a title? <laughs> did you think that six years ago? Uh, he had no idea. No idea that that would actually count against him. So, AMA, let's hope Will wins. Yep. Got their wish. Came through. Yeah. Um, all right, let's get to the West races. So, um, okay, yeah, yeah. some about Bowers, too. Um, okay. There's no chance you want Tyler Bowers outdoors on a 250F. You know what I mean? Pro, you know, you just don't want that. Like, he's just a man. He's just a monster. That's true. Maybe not the best choice. Right. If you're picking two, him against another comparatively yeah. fast guy yeah. in Supercross. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Hey, did you guys see uh, Bowers' payback to uh, Wharton in the shootout? I missed it. For uh, yeah. I did. Yeah, for yes. what was that, Minneapolis? Minneapolis, yeah. And then it was immediate karma. <laughs> <laughs> it was like instant. Which I saw that part, right, right. Yeah. Yeah, he uh, stuffed Wharton a little bit. Wharton went off the track, and then uh, the following corner just got in that sand section, just looped out out of nowhere. <laughs> Yeah, that was a weird. That was a weird deal. Handful yeah. of whiskey throttle. Yeah. Um. Then uh, Bowers also too on the podium. Didn't he say this is for the message board people who said I wouldn't make a top ten? Something like that. I was really confused because re- in the East, especially, people were really thinking that. Yeah, like what sane person said? Oh, Tyler Bowers on a pro circuit, Cali. Lucky to get top ten. East Coast? No way. Yeah, <laughs> you know, Jackson, no Richardson. chance. You yeah. can't beat Jackson Richardson. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're, <laughs> You know, you can't beat Daniel Heroin. No chance. <laughs> no way. Yeah, no way. So I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I guess you got to motivate yourself however you do it. But I thought that was, uh, yeah, that was a little weird. Um, all right, let's go to the uh, West Coast. And uh, man, that was exciting. That was exciting. And as usual, it basically came down to Martin Davalos. It, it all comes down to Martin Davalos, the doesn't it? Yes. Yeah. yeah. It uh, did. I mean, I'm, I'm speechless. I'm speechless. I, and I'll, the floor is yours. You, you, all three of you guys. The floor is yours. I, it's incredible to me. You know, I'm not speechless. Okay. Rattray said, uh, hey, I think he can win because he's going to think it's the heat. Yes. You know, because they started off with the main events. and Well, he did lead for like, you know, six laps or more than that. Oh, more than that. Yeah. 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 In yeah. yeah, a heat race time, he had it won. But we're, we're at a heat race. Yeah, he would have won. Yeah. Yes. 
So, okay, so he faded poorly, and Wygant got his wish for an American, or, or no, I don't know how that worked. but I got in a little, little trouble for that. I have to say, I, I think it was more Tomac and Roxanne, much like Muscan in the previous race. They were riding balls to the wall. They had much more to gain. You saw the lap times. Then a guy to win his very first Supercross ever? Yeah, but his lap times went from, like, he was running a 105 early, and I think he ran a 107. Okay, it did drop off two seconds. Yeah. But it wasn't – he didn't drop off as much as they stepped up. Okay. Like, Tomac started right. running 104s, which no one in the class had even come near at any right. point okay. until he knew he had to get it. But you're right. You're leading the race for 11 laps, right? I know what you're saying. You should win a race. You shouldn't yeah. get caught. No. Um, hold on here. It was uh, – we could probably start digging through lap times here. But I know Tomac hit the 104s, which was uh, – Muscan's unbelievable lap at the end of the East was 106. So Tomac was almost two seconds faster than even that. And the track was obviously about the same. These races were back-to-back. So Roxanne and, and Tomac were stepping up to unbelievable levels. A little bit of defense to Davalos, but he didn't really – you're right. He was going for his first career win. Bowers didn't want to give that up. Bowers held on. Right. Right, yeah, right. Bauer. I mean, Bauer. Yeah, it was the same kind of deal. Uh, yeah, Martin finished basically six seconds back of the lead by the end. Um, so I don't know where do we where do we start? Like, um, basically, it was one lap to go when Ken Roxon won the title. It was that close to the end, was it? Yeah, I didn't realize that. Yeah, wow. Yeah, basically, Kenny made the pass with a, either a lap left or. I think he Real made close. it in the rhythm, I guess, right before the white flag. Okay. I think so. I right. know that's where he passed him. That's how close Ken Roxon came to not winning the title. So, JT? Uh, I mean, high drama. Some of the most exciting racing I've ever seen. Sorry, two, two laps. Two laps to go. Yep. So, two laps um, away from not winning the title. We got him right in the turn before the, before the white flag. So it was, almost, it was pretty much like a lap. What a ride for Tomac. Tomac, like you said, was on fire. Uh, yes. Amazing ride by Eli Tomac. And, and Kenny, Kenny did what he had to do. No doubt. But, again, if you're pro circuit, if you're Martin Davalos at this point, I mean, what what can you do? I don't, you know what's funny for me is I thought those the lights main events and then the shootout, it was <laughs> – if you ever want to see how people – ride worse when they're worried about not crashing and under pressure like watch the like Roxon and his main event and then watch him in the shootout it's like a different guy out there just completely riding loose and didn't care and ran away with the damn right, thing right you know such a you could just see who needed to win and who didn't you know will was obviously hurt but Roxon was it was like they the situations played out almost exactly the same where the guy that needed the points was just on fire, and the other guy was just kind of hanging around back there, you know, in that, in that, right in that window. Right. right. It was just like everything was playing out to make it high drama. You know, the, the Feld script writers had it really dialed in for this weekend. Um, yeah, yeah, and that's a good point. The, the um, Tomac won five races. Roxon won three. Tomac's just... Cursing that Oakland finish, huh, JT? Just apps like gets a fifth there, and it's you know easy peasy. Just I yeah. guess I mean I guess Roxon's cursing the Salt Lake City, but I feel like Roxon's thing was more you know self made. 
than Eli's, although Eli did crash. Yeah, but right. Um. So if you're pro, if you're Mitch Payton, Wagan, uh-huh. are you happy with Martin Davalos? No, I don't. I mean, he didn't win. He didn't win a race this, this season. You know, what is it, eight or nine rounds? Yeah. I'm, I'm sure he wanted to win. The team won two races this year. One from Wilson, and one, one from, from Bowers. Tyler Bowers. Bowers yeah. was not even supposed to be on the. They have like a five or six rider team. Yeah. And the old, they got a win out of a replacement rider in right. the end. Right. It wasn't even supposed to be in the series. Yeah. Um, no, I can't. I, I don't think Mitch. If any, if you're on Mitch's team and you're leading most of the race and you don't win, fair or unfair, half the time probably he's still going to be pissed. Yeah. Um, but the Davalos thing, I just want to explain because I'm sure people are going to be like, "Dude, you're trashing him more than you're talking about the contenders." But it is hilarious that it really did work out where, oh, Tomac's in second, Roxon is in third. If Tomac gets Davalos, he gets the title. Oh, wait. Now, if Roxon gets Davalos, he gets the title. The Davalos position and where they finished around him was – that was the entire series. That's what it came down to. Right. Yeah. And, like, to my point of him just being who he is, I mean, once again, the moment came and he crumbled. He should have absolutely won that race. That's what I wanted to hear. So we are not being out of line to say this. No, I, okay. I, I'm usually on, and I still am, pro Martin Davalos. I am but too. that race was very disappointing for me because he, he, had, he should have won that race, and I don't care what anybody else says, he should have won the race. He's, he has the speed that Eli and Roxon had. He had it all day. He had a seven-second lead. And I don't, if he got tired, there's no excuse for getting tired. Um, yeah, I, I don't really have an right. excuse for him, and that one he should have won. Right. Well, um, yeah, I just oh, whatever. All right, let's. So, did the right? Did the right? I, this is a dumb question, but whatever. We do. We ask a lot of dumb questions on the show. Did the right man win the title? Uh, five wins to three for Tomac, but. Weege. I, I mean, uh, or JT, either one. I mean, yeah, I, I don't know how you can look at it like that. Bradshaw should have won the title in '92. Then, you know, I, there's just so much more to it than who was, you know, who won the most races or whatever. Honestly, I feel like in both series they all deserved it. They really yeah, all deserved yeah, it. Yeah, you can make a case for either one of those four yep. guys. Like, Heck yeah, yeah, right, right. Roxon, uh, uh, I think Roxon rode awesome all year. And as far as consistency goes, he did miss a main event, but that was a a weirdo deal, yeah. but in the main events that he was in, he was on the he was either first or second every time yeah. in every race. Yeah, that's pretty impressive. So, absolutely, he's a deserving champ. Sorry, yeah, I didn't. Sorry, Mark DeRuver. <laughs> sorry, <laughs> I uh, uh, yeah, I didn't want to mean it like that, but uh, yeah, you're right, JT. Uh, any one of those four, Jordan, I mean, they all deserved it. Yeah, you agree really, with that? it's yeah, it was kind of hard to pick a favorite going into that. You know, if you're kind of unbiased. Towards either well, I think all the media guys it. were like, hey, these guys are all cool. Yeah. <laughs> you know yeah, I mean? everybody like, likes all those guys. Right, right. I, I kind of look at it like there's, there's these, there was a defining moment for each of them where you could be like, that, that's the reason he's going to win the title. Like Will's race where he just held Wilson off. He just would not bow to Dean's pressure. Right. Uh, Toronto maybe it was. Um, there were a couple of them. Yeah. Yeah, and then you look at, uh, at Muscan's you know, come from last victory at Indianapolis. And that's, you know, that's why he should win the title. And, you know, there's, there's, there's all these moments. So it's no matter who won, I don't think anybody could say, ah, yeah, you know, you can't take it, can't take it away from any of them. And, that, and that's a great 
thing because a lot of times I think there have been years when kind of like, eh, I, I don't feel like the best guy won, you know, this time. Yeah. So I think Feld really won with the whole deal. I mean, when's the last time that <laughs> when was the last time uh, Feld didn't win? More. <laughs> <laughs> they win everything all the time. Yeah. <laughs> no, but you're right. Those two with the 450 title being wrapped up, man, did that help the evening? That they five, yeah, five point spread for both of them going into the last round. When, I mean, when's the last time that's happened? Yeah, that's pretty good, man. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Is I don't, I can't remember a race I've ever been to where. Everyone in the building was more excited for the lights racing than the 450. Yeah. Don't ever know when that's ever happened. Maybe when James Stewart was around, you know, the, when he was first kind of doing all the sprinklers and all that. Maybe then, but I don't even know then. Um, also, I think this, re- this race really helped uh, Roxanne and Tomac, who took a lot of heat last week because they obviously made some huge they, – they both blew it in their own way. Obviously, Roxanne didn't even race in the main event. And then Tomac – there was the was it the whoops or did he choke? And it's amazing to me how one race you can suddenly be stamped with the choker rep. Yeah. Tomac had never choked in any situation like this in the past. There aren't many of them, but he had come through every time in the past, ridden pretty well in these situations. And then I asked him after this one, I said, hey, I don't even know if you know what goes on around you, but all week people were wondering if you choked or if you were just bad in the whoops. And he's like, well, I didn't read anything all week, and I didn't talk to anybody because I knew that I was going to be hearing stuff. But he goes, I feel like I kind of answered it. And I have to say, like, you couldn't have had a higher pressure race in the last round. And he went out and rode really well, and he came yeah. from behind, and he won. I think that was a pretty good, um, hey, maybe I'm not right. as much of a choker as you guys think right. uh, statement. And, and Roxon obviously rode well, too. I would have just lied and said I had a couple of flat tires. <laughs> <laughs> I, that, that one is always going to be bizarre, that one last week. What the heck happened there, for sure. But he definitely proved he could get it done under pressure, I feel, last night. Yeah. Um, Kyle Cunningham, Las Vegas. Yeah. Rode good. Same Star specialist. racing juggernaut. Yeah. <laughs> rode well. Kyle Cunningham rode well. He, he did ride really well all pick, day. He was my all pick day. for the shootout win, winner. It's close. Didn't work, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, I know I'm spraying the field with pump when I pick one certain <laughs> rider to win, but, uh, you know, I guess I was spraying the pump around everywhere, and I picked, I picked Cunningham to win the shootout. Um, I picked him in that pre-race podcast, so I – Take a lot of credit there. What pre-race podcast? On Saturday. We didn't do one. Oh, yeah. Well, I would have picked it. <laughs> but he would have. Uh, I'm getting blown up on my phone right now by the Pulpomex crew, crew saying, uh, uh, wow, just wow. Eight minutes of interviews after the race. Three post-race interviews. Wow, LOL. Dedication to excellence. Somebody wanted to party. Thank God there aren't more races near the circle. I'm not happy with the after the race. I just feel like, yeah, I just, I'd really drop the ball. It's Vegas, part us, Vegas. though, but it's part everybody else. It was. It was yeah, it was a ghost town, man. Yeah, well, like, absolutely. Yeah, by the time I packed up the computer and headed down the pit, some of the rigs were pulling out. Right. And, <laughs> like, I talked to Gavin Faith and, Gavin Faith and his parents for, like, ten minutes. And I guess I could have, those are valuable ten minutes for me. But I literally, after that, I'm like, oh, my God, no one is here. Not yeah. even Mitch Payton and the crew, who are notorious for hanging out till three in the morning drinking Coors Light, win yep. or lose. Yep, they were gone. Yeah, you know. Plus, most of the stories that you wanted to cover were in the two fifties, and they've already been done for an hour yeah. or, or an hour and a half yeah. by the time you get down there. So they're even further down the road. Yeah, yeah. I feel like uh, we should just maybe take next year, just take all the equipment to the Circle Bar. Yeah. Hey, come on down. Like, have a little setup. You know, come on. Live. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we we'll see more guys there. Right. Yeah. Um, 
Hey, hey, so how was the shootout, JT? How did was it, I mean we all agreed last year it was kind of like lost some of its luster and do you think the same thing happened this year? Uh well, I think yes, but mainly because both of the points chases were so, you know, exciting and there was so much on the line. Otherwise, you know, that when if the championships were kind of already decided or anything like that, then the shootout would have been a lot more to look forward to, but I think everyone was just kind of like took a deep breath and like, oh, okay. And I, you know, Will didn't even ride, and it was just you know Bowers out there trying to get Wharton back. It was just like an exhibition, well, almost. And it's just what we. Well, before before we get too much in the shootout, Weege, Cole Seeley was it just not a good night. I mean, I know yeah, you not a factor in any of the races. Weird, right? Yeah, it really was strange. Actually, I, I considering thought, he I rode he really well, right, right. Seattle and Salt Lake, he rode well. You spoke a lot to his agent, so <sighs> yes, got that I, huge contract. <sighs> I, I had not seen the agent all year. Yeah. And then he found me in Vegas. So I was very happy. We haven't talked about Seegers on the show all season, I don't I think. I don't think we have, no. Right. No. Uh, so he was back. G6. Yeah, yeah he, he was back. Um, he t- I talked to him about the. I'm like, you didn't G6 to any of the races. He's like, well, when I took the G6 to Seattle last year, that was so I could meet with the people from Microsoft and Bing on some deals for Cole up in Seattle. Yeah. That's why he right. had to do yeah. that. So I'm going to throw out a couple things. Um, according to the agent, uh, like any day that they want to just have a Yoshimura Suzuki factory ride in a 450, <laughs> it's theirs. Suzuki wants Cole bad. They roll out of bad and they, what they wanted. And yeah, yeah, like we have Stewart, but right. let's go after Cole Seeley. But they want to stay in the 250 class, try to win a title. They like Troy, and they would stay with Troy forever if Troy can get him a works Honda in the 450 class because that's Cole's. That's what Cole deserves. Right. So we'll see what happens for 2015. And Cole also got a BMW M3, a spectacular deal. Because his agent called the CEO of BMW North America and then showed me on his phone, you see this? This guy is the CEO of BMW North America. Here's his phone number right here. I just call him on my cell and get Cole whatever he wants. <laughs> and it's on my phone. And he showed right, me on right, his phone right, the right, guy's phone right, number. Right. Yes. Hey, so just a little update there on Cole. I have Abe Lincoln's number in my phone. Look, it's right there. It's Abe Lincoln. <laughs> it's right in my phone. It says so. Right. It says so. It must you be. You want to talk to him? Most honest guy you'll ever meet. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of the same thing. Like showing somebody the name on your phone doesn't mean anything. I mean, right? Exactly. Like, exactly. Like, I Jesus carpentry work. It's yeah. right there. It's right there. Who knew Jesus has an eight hundred five area code? Right. Who knew? Right. 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 But uh, anyways, uh, so yeah, the, the shootout blessed Feld's heart, blessed their little hearts. It's not working. It is the Dave Coombs Senior Memorial Shootout, and and that's our boss, Davey Coombs' dad. Uh, father passed away. Great, cool deal to name a race after him. Um, do they get rid of the shootout, Weege? No, I don't think so. Okay. okay. No, because it just depends on the circuit. It's still pretty cool to go east versus west. It just gets overshadowed if and when a title's on the line, but that's not. What are the chances we're going to have two titles that close again next well, year? Well, okay, we're two for two for lackluster years, though. I think three for three, isn't it? No, I think it's the only second year they did it. No, they did it in 11. Sipes, completely forgotten about winter. Yep. Absolutely. Star Star Racing Juggernaut. Yep. This is the third year they this did the, third year com- of it. the because Baggett and Roxon won the East and West last main events in eleven, and nobody remembers that Baggett won that race. It was the first race of the night, the first time ever that the first race of the night counted as a main event. Nobody remembers that. So it's been overshadowing okay, okay. So we're each th- other. We're three for three, JT. I mean, in lackluster shootouts. Why not do it though? They're all there. Right. What, what do you suggest we do other, differently? 
You're either part of the solution or part of the problem, Mathis. Well, okay. More tough block races. Yeah, the, the sumo. I think the sumo goes over well. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah I was, yeah. I was, you know, out of my chair. You know, I basically, I was about to get kicked out of the press box during the, the during the sumo sumo race. Right. Yeah. Uh, perhaps the Jägermeister team comes back out. Freestyle. Perhaps. KTM team. Um, no, I, I think guess, if you okay. have to pick between the the Jägermeister freestyle or the shootout, I'll take the shootout. Okay. Uh, that's, that's just me. Well, Roxon, like you said, JT, Roxon killed the shootout, yeah. and uh, it was mostly because, um, uh, you, like you said, he rode loosely. He started scrubbing. He was having fun. You could see it. You and what was Moose Can doing out there? He he was on fire. I know in his yeah. main event, and then the, and then in the shootout, he just looked terrible. He still got third. Don't yeah, get me still wrong. Got third, right, right. But I mean, Davos was all over him the last few laps. Right, right. Just compl- I, I, you know, maybe he was just so over it at that point and didn't even want to be out there really. Mm-hmm. Uh, which you know, it's very possible. But it was just I was very perplexed. He said he was tired. He said he raced so hard those last two or three laps. He sprinted so hard at the end of the 15 lapper that he was pretty much dead like halfway through the 10 lap um, shootout. I don't know. I've never raced on these tracks, so I don't know how that works. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Ryan Sipes wasn't that good either. He started up front both times. Just didn't. Maybe he's thinking about the 450 outdoors. Although David Millsaps, I mean, did say don't believe the rumors. Actually, don't believe anything. Right. That you guys ever say. Yeah. Um, yeah. Hey, JT, uh, fun fact for you. Um, 11 out of the 13 in the shootout were from the West. Yes. Very excited about that. <laughs> were you really? Yeah, well, it was just kind of like, you know, anybody wants to start yelling at me about the East Coast, I can just whip that little fact yeah. out. Bowers, Freeze, Vincent, Thompson, Harry, and Faith, Han, the last uh, six guys all East Coast. Only Wharton and only Muscan were the only East Coast riders to get in the mix. But this is not this is not shocking to us, right? I mean, we we've been <laughs> right. we've been preaching this all year, right? Right. Yeah. yeah. So okay, so I'm Jordan. I'm no, high. I'm Jordan. No, um, I'm high on crack. Then keep the shootout, Jordan, going. This is well. I don't know. I think the one cool thing is you know even if it's not like a points paying race or anything like that. And you got some of the guys that just wrapped up a title that maybe don't care and don't give it their all. Mm-hmm. Um, you still got some other guys that can go out there and actually win a race that, you know, haven't done it all season, don't really have a chance to get up there. And talking to some teams, it is paid now, bonus-wise. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's still got a lot on the line. So win, main event win. You know? Yeah, that's true. Like, so if Cole Seeley, say, went out and won it, he'd be like, sweet, at least I got a win this year. Yeah. And, or Sipes won, yep. like we said two right, years ago. Right, that was right, good for him. Right. Or like Cunningham, you know, what if – what if he had won? Right. Yeah, he he came in second and he was looking yeah. pretty good. Yep. Cunningham went four uh, two in the two races. You know. Yeah. Which is all right. Um. All right. Um. Anything else? We got anything else? Any other uh, scoops and rumors? Like you said, Millsaps. We now know. Right. He's out. Yeah, he's out. Um, uh, great season for him, though, man. Holy yeah. shit balls. Yeah. What a what a what a season for him. Um. Great great job. Uh, the knee injury is so bad, it sounds pretty bad. Um, there's no chance he gets to be back right. for outdoors. Um, they're hoping he can maybe even start riding at the end of August. which Really, huh? But yeah. maybe September. Oh. They say it's bad. Uh, what about Mookie? Anybody heard about Mookie? No, I've heard about the team. 
Um, I, I talked to him in oh, Salt yeah. Lake, yep. and uh, he just wants to get paid. Yep, he wants his That's money. That's it. Oh no, uh, he said right now he's on his own deal. Doesn't really have anything put together. He's not brand specific towards anything. He said he's going to do a, a select few rounds and maybe just bank on a fill-in ride or something like that. But he's not brand specific, so we're two weeks out and he doesn't know what he's riding. Yes. Wow. A lot, like of testing, a lot of testing underway. Sounds like he's waiting for a, a fill-in ride in that case. <laughs> right. Maybe. Yeah, when you're two weeks out and you don't know what kind of bike you're riding, maybe, not a good place to be. Maybe he looks over at his brother and is like, yeah, I like that thing. I'm sure I'll be on that soon. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. oh, tell Villapoto that one. He'll, he'll like uh, that. He's ripped, dude. He's ripped. He looks good. He's ripped. He looks good. He looks good. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I'm excited for these nationals. James coming back and – and RV and Dunge and, and can Chad do it? And now Bam Bam's in there. And it's going to be good. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I, I'm excited. Maybe it's just because it's been 17 friggin' races and 18 weekends of one, you know, roundy round races. But I'm, I'm excited. I'm genuinely excited. What I also like the buzz in the pits this weekend, I heard so many different. Okay, we all know the 250s are going to have a lot of fast guys. Tomac's back in the class. Roxanne and Muscan will be good. I guess Baggett's started to ride again. He's going to be a tender. But then there are all kinds of other spraying with pumps going on like davalos is absolutely hauling and testing there is that yes there is that uh, yep. nico izzy absolutely hauling and testing zach osborne absolutely hauling and testing. rocco told me yep. osborne's been the fastest guy there you go yep so there's a lot of wild cards potentially in uh, the 250 how, but then well, in four races it'll be the same three guys <laughs> right, <laughs> right, right, right. right i mean not as wild card as uh you know jay law and austin stroop in 450 <sighs> that's good stroop coming back that's so like in two weeks or like just in general? So. I believe so. J-Wall has been living with Josh Hansen just to update everyone on his uh, yeah. the comeback efforts. The roommates. So Yes. That's probably not going well. And they are hunkered down <laughs> in the 909 just no, preparing no. endlessly. No, they're lurking in San Clemente. <laughs> no, so is this basically R.J. Stanton grinding themselves to go <laughs> yeah. to Anaheim 1 prepared Absolutely. to go 1-2? Absolutely. Same thing? I don't follow Josh Hansen on Twitter, but I guess uh, after the race he said F Supercross. And then hashtag you can hate, J- hate, hate Josh Hansen or something. But then later said that one of his friends took his phone and did that. Oh, he did? That's what he said Oh, later. I didn't get yes. that. Oh, yes. Oh. Like two hours later he said one of my buddies picked up my phone and wrote that. No one – that never happens. That never happens. <laughs> People don't – your friends don't take your phone and try to ruin your life on Twitter. <laughs> Uh, Typically, uh, what happens is you write something you don't want to, you don't want out there, and then you say, "Oh yeah, I didn't do that." that. Well, here's the thing with J Law. Here's the thing with J Law. Like, wouldn't anyone be seeing him at the local tracks, motoring down? I mean, I haven't been on Transworld for a while, uh, so I mean that is the number one source. But for real, I did check out Transworld, like you know, here or there, and I didn't see anything, and yeah. I haven't seen any videos in R on Racer X. I haven't seen any internet stuff. So no shouldn't evidence. shouldn't yeah. he be you know like oh is that Glenn Helen and because you know the hype will be there like you know J Law yeah I have I have not heard have you heard anyone say they've seen him ride even yes they was, oh. he was at Glenn Helen you know a month ago or something okay yeah uh, Stroop I think is in Florida um, is Stroop showing up in a pickup truck I don't know he gave us his phone number we're gonna interview him we'll, we'll know I think uh, this oh, week no, no, put no. put Hansel on it. Yeah. <laughs> Chase Stalla wants this one. This is going to be his 
his opus. <laughs> it's, it's... Uh, we're running out of time rapidly, Chase. Get on it. Uh, <laughs> um, interesting to see where that goes. Yeah. But, the, man, good point, Jordan. That is wild. Wildest of the wild cards. I'd like to see... I'd like to see Stroop and J-Law break, break into that top five and really shake the establishment up. <laughs> you know. I want to see J-Law jump the gate again. Right. Yeah. I want to see J-Law pull off and ride laps in a supercross track in the middle of the moto. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I really want to see. Insert. I want to see J-Law, like, insert anything. After yeah. That. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, right, right. Yes. <laughs> I want to see J-Law ride a unicorn on a rainbow. <laughs> yeah. <It's> all... <laughs> right. Could be anything. Could be possible. Hey, did you guys get any fallout, any buzz in the pits about Anderson and this home race thing? Uh, no, Steve. <laughs> God Nobody damn it. cares. Nobody cares. <laughs> I worked the Google for that. <laughs> Nobody cares. I spent 15 minutes on MapQuest figuring out Etchwood, New Mexico, Mexico and the different spots. God. That, first of all, that shouldn't take 15 minutes. I was going to say, what, <laughs> was your internet down? Oh, I had to, I had to Google Dial Phoenix. Up. I had to do Phoenix. I had to do Vegas. I had to do Salt Lake City. Which should take you no more than 90 seconds. <laughs> then I had to make sure. Depends listen. how fast you can type. Right. And so nothing. No. We're going to let this go. It was awesome for me. I loved it. And it's, I still find great joy. In this, in a homeschooled child, not not realizing. <laughs> yes, not not only was it not his closest, but it was not his second closest no, either. No. Yes. <laughs> um. So we're just gonna let this stand. We're just gonna let this go. The people have spoken by not speaking. <laughs> Nobody cares. Doesn't sound like we ever had it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let it go. Yeah. Let go. What? <laughs> it's not his home race. Phoenix is his home race. Look at the results. I think the results speak for themselves. Non-factor in Vegas. Non-factor in Phoenix. fire in Salt Lake City. D&Q Both Phoenix. last year, too. Right. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, yeah, D&Q in Phoenix. Great point. I'm waiting for Time Magazine to call me for a Pulitzer. Hey, in the KTM Junior Supercross Challenge, again, randomly selected superstar rider, Ryder DeFrancesco. <laughs> um, yeah, they probably don't have a lot of entries or people that apply for it. <laughs> yeah. So. yeah. Ferry's kid got picked. Everett's kid, too. That was weird. Deegan's good. Strange. Fuck of the draw. Yeah. <laughs> um, and he did dominate up to his lived up to his billing. Ryder De Francesco doing some doubles out there, small tabletops. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Yeah, uh, West Williams' hottest amateur mom, Ryder De Francesco. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's the word on the street. Never seen her, but that's the word. I saw them actually at the Enduro Cross on Friday, and this is the level you're at nowadays. It was a fast like seven or eight year old. I saw them there. I'm like, oh, hey, you here to check out the Enduro Cross? They're like, no, we have to go and sign autographs at this Parts Unlimited showcase thing. <laughs> Come on. I'm not kidding. That is they crazy. Were yeah. Yeah. He's handing out free Barney dinosaurs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. Thor, Thor, pro athlete. Right. Yeah. He had, uh, little Johnny had activation, and activation he had to be at Friday night. That's right. Activation. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, any other buzz or uh, news that you're hearing about as far as gossip or anything? I'm hearing that. I, I, I think it's pretty assured that you will see a certain amateur sensation make his debut on a Monster Energy Pro Circuit Kawasaki at Hangtown. If you talk to enough people. Oh, lock that in, yeah. Yeah, yeah I yeah. think that's a given. Yeah, yeah. no yeah, one will say it, point. but when you add up five stories, <laughs> they've filled in all the puzzle pieces. 
Yeah. Like when Bones told me, we got seven riders are going to be racing Hangtown. You know how much work we have to do? That helps. Right, right, right. Do, do the math. Darren Durham is going to California this week. And if his lap times are good, he's racing. And if he's not, he's not. Bitch is like, you're not going to Hangtown to get 15th. So they will determine this week. Uh, literally, I think on, Bones said on Tuesday. He's either there or not, and the stopwatch national, and they'll determine if he can ride or not. Because wow. apparently two weeks ago, he was not even close, and they were not happy. They're frustrated. Yeah, they're yes. frustrated. Like, yes. I don't know if with Durham himself or with Durham's doctors or with Durham's, um, you know, whatever he's telling them. I don't right. know, but they're not, yeah, nothing's adding up to them. Like, right. recovery time, injury, what we're hearing. Like, you know, yeah, something's weird. So his dad said, let me get him for two weeks back in Pennsylvania, and I will fix him. So the dad says he's now fixed. You can have him back. Oh, wow. So we'll find out on Tuesday. Yeah, I think uh, last week he, he was out at Cernix Track, uh, Pleasure Valley, uh-huh. um, on the uh, practice day before the area qualifier. So right. Some laps. Okay. There we go. You always go back with 1110. You try to get the magic back. <laughs> yeah, right that's over there. right. Right. That's right. Uh, JDR, KTM is coming back for Supercross, but not as KTM maybe as anything. Who knows? As something. Yes. Someone has bought it, the assets. They don't have time to get ready to race in two weeks. Right. So they don't know what riders they'll have or what brand they'll be on, but they will be a race team again next year. Joey Savacci racing nationals for KTM uh, on a factory bike with an FMF exhaust, with an FMF like a uh, fun mover. So uh-huh. they'll be right next to the KTM truck. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's, that's something. Kevin Windham wanted to race Vegas. Yes. <laughs> yes, Weed. that's right. Uh, talked to some of the Geico people during the week, or one person from Geico. And this is hilarious. I think this is the way Wyndham said it. They're like, you're serious? You want to race? Yes, but I'm not ready. And then it was, well, doesn't that kind of answer the question? So I guess he <laughs> did go and try. Went to the Honda track or something like that. Oh, he did? Okay. Yeah. yeah. And realized he wasn't quite ready. But uh, that's, I don't know. Is that cool or is that crazy? I'll tell you one yes. guy. I'll tell you one guy. <laughs> I'll tell you one guy that, that is not doing that is Jason Thomas. No. <laughs> no. Jason Thomas, any desire to race Vegas this weekend, like, you know, during the, the lead-up? No. <laughs> no. Okay. Do you think this is the last of that with Wyndham, or do you think a, a text gets sent out on, like, December 1st? Hey, Anaheim's a month away. you think it's the last of this? I do. Yeah. yeah. But, I mean, you never know. Mike Krudowski came back, if anybody could come back. Yeah. Mike Krudowski. Did. And I think with Wyndham, it's more likely only because uh, there's probably been – Mike Kudrowski probably the guy who had never raced without being trained to the absolute max when he showed up at the track. Yeah. But Wyndham, not really being in great shape, not riding, practicing a lot. Yeah. I'm sure he's shown up and done pretty well at races right, anyway. Right, 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 right. So it yeah. probably seems a little more realistic in his mind that, yeah. uh, I can figure this out. Right. We'll see. I wouldn't put money on it. But I wouldn't be shocked to see him think about it somewhere down the road. We all saw what happened to the bomber when he came back. It wasn't good. Yeah. 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 Um, all right. Anything else, JT? That's all I got. All right. Um, Racer X, BTOsports.com, Racer X podcast, Las Vegas Supercross wrap up um, presented by 4MX. We got a banquet to go to, to, go to tonight. JT, you're not going, but uh, you're back at home. Um, Jordan, number one thing you're looking forward to tonight at the banquet here in a few hours. Do they have an open bar? Yeah. Oh, I think that's pretty high up on the list. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> Jason Wygant, number one thing you're looking forward to at this banquet tonight? Dance competition. Dance competition? Yeah. All right. Hopefully it happens. I am crossing my fingers that Asterix gets an award. Think they will? I hope so. Got a nice streak going. I hope they do. I mean, they've got, you know, please someone from the AMA get something too. I feel that they need to get recognized as well. <laughs> Brought up on stage. So. You know, actually, Sorry. I take that back. I'm looking forward to Villapoto's uh, speech, championship speech. You are? I mean, it'll probably be about. Did he cry about... last year? No, it was like three sentences. Yeah, yeah. That was it. It was awesome. All right. <laughs> the That's what we look forward Dungy, to. Get this over with. Dungey cried. Um, Everybody cried, I think, except. Chad? Chad cried? Yeah, I think he did. Yeah, he did. He hey, did. how good was Ricky's speech that year? Oh, the retirement best one, speech. Best one ever. Oh, yeah. 45 minutes. Literally 45 yes. minutes. Yes. Longest speech I've ever sat through, and I did go to college for a year and a half. Longest lecture. When that thing ended, the line to go to the bathroom, because it's like everyone's been drinking for two hours. Yeah. They sit down. Oh, wait, I got to pee. But nobody wanted to stand up and walk out on Carmichael, thinking it was going to be, what, eight minutes, ten minutes, 20 minutes, 30 minutes. Was it 45? It was 45 45. minutes. Yeah. And as soon as he was done, I think the entire crowd ran to the bathroom. Do you think that people were behind the scenes, you know, going – what are we going to do about this guy? You know, when they're, you know, behind the scenes, all the producers and everything are trying to figure out what they're doing with people that are going too long. They can't really start the music like they would do at the Oscars yeah. because it's Ricky Carmichael. Or were they just completely, ah, just let him do whatever he's going to do? I, they're, they're not ones to relinquish control like that, you know? Right. Eric Vallejo <laughs> would, would say otherwise. <laughs> I, I know there was there was a lot of people going like mumbling like what's going on. Yes, like I, very was, much so. There's a lot at of my like, table. Like, Everyone was looking at each other like heads turning and like yeah. sort of like mumble like, is he serious? Did the standard Mathis move or the slow head turn with your eyes bulging? Because <laughs> he was going year by year, so you could kind of gauge how long it was going to be. You'd be like, <laughs> and then 2002, and you're like, oh, two five more years. <laughs> Wake me up in 09. <laughs> 2002, we tried an oversized rear disc. I remember like it was yesterday. And the half waffle rentals, they didn't work that good. That was the year we switched to Renegade Fuel. Yes. But Goose, Goose, he would put three strands of safety wire. And I remember he said, let's try two. And it was awesome. Oh, yeah, that was, that was something else. Well, okay, so actually, wait, Smat, time out. Wyndham's tonight. Oh. We will get something from Wyndham. Oh, yeah. He will get a, you know, thanks for coming, a bronze boot, a bronze pipe, something. Um, he will go. Minios? Well, I'm just saying, like, <laughs> they're going to give him something. <laughs> like, they will give him something. Um, the 100% award? Right. Um, so, okay, so Wyndham could go a long time. He can. He's will, will RCH get something to make Kerry Hart and Pink involved? Oh, uh, no. Kerry flew out today, so he's out. Yeah. And Kerry flew back to Europe. Okay. I don't know what they could give him. That was my favorite award, though, every year. It was something to get them involved. What we, what can we give them so Pink will come to the awards banquet? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, team of the year, probably Rockstar Racing, I think. Right? They do, I I know. Deserving, Is that I an think. Award? They have an award, yeah. Wyndham will get something, and he will he could go forever. Wyndham's red solo cut missed the mark. It Last did. Year. Yes. Missed the mark totally. 
I wasn't there. Wasn't a fan. Oh, you didn't go? Why can't? Didn't make oh. it to Vegas last oh, year. Oh, okay. He came out at the end, and there's a there's a song called Red Solo Cup. There's a country drinking song. Mm-hmm. And Wyndham mimicked the words. Was he singing? I don't remember. Uh, I think he's singing. Really singing? Yep. It just, a lot we, of it's talking. Yeah, and people were like, what's happening? What, yeah. Is this real? Is it? Is this part of the shtick, or is like is he going like it was? It missed the mark, and 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 also too that year that they had the guy making all the jokes up there that missed the that mark also. Not, no, that was that. that was spot on. Yeah, <laughs> JT, stop lying. I swear to you, I was. I know Pookie was by far laughing the loudest. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. But I loved it. I thought it was awesome. I, very rarely can I say in this podcast that I know what it's like to be in the rider's shoes, but Wyndham bombing up there last year. Yeah, like. Mitch Payton said it to me best once after this. He said, hey, man, don't feel bad. Everyone's hammered. No one's listening. It's, it doesn't matter what you say. Yeah, yeah. Nobody cares. <laughs> it's not in any way a reflection. You could speak another language if you want. Right, it would make right, no difference. Right, right. <laughs> um, yes, okay, so Wyndham's going to get something tonight, yeah. and it's going to be a long speech and tears and – so, okay. So I one. hope that they give a, a team of the year. I, don't, I guess they do. They do? No, they do. Yeah. And I hope Rockstar gets it. I mean, that, yeah. to me, that's one of the best stories of the whole season. Do you think they'll, they'll bring him up like team of the year, schmock star, schmarching? Like, because they can't say Rockstar. Oh. You know what I mean? Like, so, <laughs> this Monster Series, you know what I mean? Like, do you think they just go team of the year, Millsaps' team? <laughs> <laughs> like Summer Series? Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> Parking lot, parking lot jump. Parking lot jump. Parking lot jump. (laughs) Team extreme. (laughs) That's right. Yeah, maybe that's it. Yeah. Um, Dave Gowan, come up and for your team. team. uh, We don't want to say this is a team, so we're going to invite every person by their name. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. right, right. right. Um, Mechanic of the year, Williamson, maybe. I don't know. So. Okay, all right. BTOsports.com, Racer X podcast, presented by Thor MX, our friends at Thor MX. Uh, thank you for coming on, and BTO Sports as well. Jordan, I hope you had fun. Uh, thank you for great time contributing what you did. Well, the only bad thing is that your dogs kept farting, and it's yeah, that's the only bad part. It's one of the one of the drawbacks of this studio. Yeah, so uh, J- JT, thank you. Have fun in uh, South America or wherever the hell you're going. South Africa. South Africa. South Africa. Uh, this next week for uh, for fly racing and uh, JT or Wygant, thank you, thanks for welcome to the lines, Dan, and thanks for coming and doing this. Thanks. All right, see yeah. you. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Steve Mathis Show. Search Pulp MX in the iTunes Store to find the more than 200 episode archive, or get the Pulp MX app for your iPhone for the complete Pulp MX fix.